is a great thing to give God the praise by being faithful to his word. And that's why we study his word. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. So again, we greet you in the precious name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Tonight, we wanted to share about prevailing. That's important. Even after God fulfills his promise to us, and we may go through a whole lot of stuff like David did, but his word still come through. His promise still come through. And we thank God for that and we shout hallelujah. And we give his name the praise. You have heard me said this so many times. And God blesses us with gifts that he had designed for us even before the beginning of time. His aim is not just for us to be blessed, but to keep what we have been blessed with. And that would be one understanding of prevailing. So many times you see people pray, they persevere and everything else and they get what God has granted them because of their wish or even what God has designated for them as blessings but they become careless and less diligent less loyal and less true when they got down their knees every night it was always whispering it would appear prayers to God when they were seeking whatever it is that they needed. And when they become blessed with exactly what God had promised them with, then they slack off. Then they are not that fervent as they used to be, not that dutiful, not that prayerful, not that devoted, they are not prevailing. God gives to us and his blessings to us is for us to endure, to prevail, to keep his blessings, to use the same common sense that we are used before we were blessed and the same determination to carry on through in the use of his blessings. We know of all the difficulties that David went through, even though he was anointed by God. And eventually, we shared just a couple of weeks ago, our Saul and his army and most of his family members perish in battles against the Philistine. Now David 
is left as the anointed king of Israel. That's what God anointed him to become. Not 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 a part of Israel, but all of Israel. In any case, what happened is that once David mourned and encouraged the people to mourn for Saul and did not rejoice and did not make the enemy, the Philistine, uh, see that they were gloating over the death of Saul. He went to the Lord. See? That's the first point. He used to go to God when he was in grave danger from Saul. Now that Saul has passed, he still goes to God. Oh, Saul family, for the most part, is gone. His army is thoroughly defeated. Now he asks God, what shall I do? Should I go up to take over the throne? What should I do? Second point, again, David always used a lot of common sense. There are still people that were loyal to Saul. And that's something that we need to recognize. Lots of time it takes people to change, to change their perception, their perspective, and everything else. Saul had undoubtedly had his friends and had done some things, good things to some people. And um, David was aware of that. So he went to God and asked God, what should I do? Should I move back to one of the towns of Judah? Now keep in mind, particularly for this lesson, tonight and it should be all the time the term Israel is often used for the north part of uh, Israel and uh, you know basically there were 10 tribes up there more or less it's a, it's a little mix up but for um, clarity let's say 10 tribes up there and in Judah the southern part there were two tribes more or less this is not necessarily always clear all the time but the bottom line is there were a lot more uh, people of different tribes of, 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 of Israel who consider themselves to be of the northern what you're going to see later on kingdom and Judah was a southern kingdom with less people. And so one of the things that we can see clearly that David's action is not when he said, which town, I mean, which part? Should I try to go someplace that would involve both Judah and Israel? 
Judah, the northern, the southern part, Israel, the northern part, with a whole lot of more people. God told him, no, go to Hebron. And that would have been uh, more or less basically the south. So uh, David took his family, went there, and there he was anointed and established as king of Judah, the southern portion of Israel. Now keep this in mind, David knew that his anointing was for the whole country, both North, both Israel and Judah, but he realized that he had to let the Lord work it out. It's the Lord who anointed him. And so he went to Hebron and People said to him, well, you've been loyal to the Lord, the Lord, the Lord been loyal to you and had his unfailing love to you. And they anointed him uh, king of Judah. But <laughs> as I, it's worth repeating, but God has already anointed him over all of Israel. So we'll see how this plays out. When God gives us blessings and gifts, lots of times he gives us the common sense to work it out. We don't need necessarily to grab everything all at once. If God has given it to us, it belongs to us. But definitely there was more loyalty to David in the South than there was to the north by the people because Abner who was a commander in Saul's army a very powerful man uh, went and get Saul's son Ishbosheth, and made him king of the northern land territory northern Palestine which was called Israel. And um, the Bible, if you look at verse 9, second chapter of Samuel, um, second Samuel, the second chapter, verse 9, and I know that you've been reading ahead, you'll see that the Bible specifically enumerated or uh, gave names of of the territory and the people that uh, Israel, the northern kingdom composed of, including Gilead, Jezreel, large tribe like Ephraim, and Benjamin. The land at that time was called the land of the Asherites. You know, a, a large territory, and Israel. Uh, I mean, I mean, Saul's son was about forty years old when they made him king of the northern kingdom, and uh, 
literature usually refer to this time as a time of the divided kingdom, uh, the division between the north, Israel, and the south, Judah. So, um, and he, he uh, but Ishbosheth um, really only ruled for two years. Meanwhile, in Judah, David made Hebron his capital, and he ruled there for seven and a half years, suggesting that several things. One, again, David is contented to wait on the Lord, even though it's strongly suspected that David intended to be the king of all Israel. This patient and waiting on the Lord and inquiring of the Lord is very starkly revealed because you see, if Ishbosheth only ruled for about a couple of years and David ruled for you know seven and a half years, it means there was an extended period of David rule in Judah when there was not necessarily a king in the north. But David just didn't go over there and said, all right, I'll have no more king. But part of what was going on over there is Abner. Abner was a strong um, general and he kind of ruled things. But David picked his time waited on the Lord and just didn't go like a bull in a china closet after the northern kingdom. So there were skirmishes, civil wars between the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom. They're not they're one of the kind of wars that Israel had uh, with the Philistines, uh, but they did damage, cost life, and you all, as you read through Second Samuel, the second chapter, you'll see lots of fighting going on. But eventually, uh, in a fierce battle, there came a time. Abner, Saul's general, and the people of Israel were eventually defeated by the forces of David. David prevailed. But for all the things that I mentioned a while ago, his patience, his waiting on God, his inquiring of the Lord, all of those things was part of God's plan and part of what David realized that he should wait on the Lord 
for the right opportunity to come along. I want to mention several things uh, here. David was undoubtedly, as we will see as we go along, a much stronger leader than Saul's son. Not to mention the fact that God had anointed him to be king of all of Israel, Israel and Judah. David gained more experience in those years that he was the king of just Judah alone and became even more prepared to be the king of all Israel. What is a lesson here? A lesson is that sometimes we may come into blessings. Things might come to fruition, but they are not quite together yet. God gives us time to prepare ourselves so that we can adequately and we can uh, uh, smartly, astutely, uh, use the gifts that he has given us, a time of preparation. Constantly we see in different stories in the Bible, whether it with Moses or whoever, people always go through some type of preparations to what God would want them to do, to be, or the blessings that God would want them to keep. And that's what I call prevailing. David prevailed. In those years that he waited for the kingdom to be united, David did according to the Lord. And that gift, that ability of, of, of realizing that God prevails with us, holding on to our blessings, using what we have wisely, knowing that God will keep adding more and more and more and more and more and more to our blessings. Amen.